Yes, Father, you are worthy of it all. You are worthy of everything, Father. God, we give everything to you. God, you are so worthy of our praise. Thank you so much for taking it all on the cross for us. God, that you laid your life down for us. Father, thank you for being so faithful to us. worship you with every breath, Father. We abandon ourselves to you tonight, Father. faithful to the end. You're faithful to the end. You are so good. You're so worthy of all that we are. All of our worship, all of our lives surrendered, yielded to you, laid down. You're worthy, Lord Jesus. You're so worthy. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you did. Thank you, Jesus, that your blood has paid it all, that your blood is sufficient. Your grace is sufficient. Your blood is enough. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hey, we're going to continue to worship, you guys. Got another 40-minute worship set ready to go. I'm just, just kidding. But we are going to keep worshiping. Let's just keep our, our hearts postured in the Lord's presence. You know, he's here. Lord Jesus, you're here. And we, we say we love you, Lord. Maybe just take a minute, take a, a half a minute, whatever, just tell him what you think of him. 
so grateful, Jesus. I'm so grateful that you saved me. So grateful that you rescued me from myself, from my sin, from my pit, from my lostness. You rescued me. You took my my heart of stone and you gave me a, a new heart, a heart of flesh, a heart that hungers, a heart that thirsts for you, for righteousness. You gave me a new a new spirit. You placed your Holy Spirit inside of me. You made me a new creation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that I was adopted into your family, that I became a son of God, one of your sons, that you brought one of your daughters into my life, the the greatest grace gift you could ever bring in human form to my life. God, I thank you. I thank you for, for what you've given me. I thank you for my sons and daughters. I thank you for my parents. Thank you that they know you, that they love you. Thank you, Lord, for life, for health, for strength. Thank you, Lord, for a sound mind. Thank you, Lord. Just pick whatever you can. There's so much to be thankful for, you guys. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for the closeness, the nearness of God. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for the word of God that gives us promises. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your voice that you speak to us. You're with us. You'll never leave us. You'll never forsake us. You'll guide us. You'll direct us. Your word will be a a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. The unfolding of your word will give light to our eyes. We can see, even though we walk in darkness all around, the glory of the Lord has risen over us and the light of your word shines on the path in front of us. We know where we're going. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you for your your church. Thank you for the body of Christ. We love your church, Lord. We love your bride. We love the family of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, we're going to celebrate you tonight, Lord. We're going to celebrate your broken body and your shed blood poured out on the cross for us. Thank you, Lord. So as as we prepare to do that, um, we're just going to pass the basket of communion elements around and just go ahead and, and take one out of the basket. And if you want to get it ready, you guys want to grab those? Thanks, Forrest. Just pass those out. And if you want to get it ready to take, um, and I'm just going to walk us through. I don't know, all that singing about the incense rising day and night, night and day. It looks smoky in here to me, but maybe it's just me. <laughs> Something about the incense. Thank you, Jesus.
If you're like me and it takes you a while to figure out how to open up the juice part, I'll just tell everyone a reminder, just bend the little tip point down and it cracks and then it will open right up. See, I didn't know that the first time. I wrestled with it like a vacuum packed little present. I could not get it open hardly. Didn't realize you had to crack the seal. Thank you, Jesus, for a little convenient to go communion sets. Don't have to fill up all the cups and get crackers everywhere. Hey, guys, the scripture tells us that when we're going to do this, obviously we know we're doing this in remembrance of Jesus, right? We're remembering the sacrifice he made on the cross for us. So it's, it's all the more important that we examine our own hearts. This, is, this isn't the time to you know, think about what your neighbor needs to clean up in their lives. This is your own chance just to look at your own heart, examine your own life. So we're going to just do that together before the Lord. If there's anyone you need to forgive, if there's anyone that you have been unkind to, just ask God right now to forgive you and commit to him that you will go and make things right as soon as this is possible. Maybe you need to ask him, Lord, is there anyone I need to forgive? Is there anyone I've been unkind to? Have I been rude to somebody? God, we just say, would you forgive us, Lord? We just say, would you forgive us? And if there's anyone we need to forgive, Lord, we just say tonight, we choose to forgive them. We choose to let them off the hook. Because we don't want to carry that inside of us. It doesn't harm them. It doesn't pay them back for anything. It only harms us. So we just want to let that go tonight, Lord. We forgive, and God, we just ask you to forgive us, to cleanse our hearts. And we commit to you, God, to make things right where we have the opportunity to do it. Is there any bitterness or unforgiveness? Only you and God know that right now. Is there any bitterness or unforgiveness inside of you? You want to give that to him. It's of no use to you. It's going to destroy you. Forgive anyone you need to forgive and make it right with God right now. Thank you, Jesus. So as you hold this bread in your hand, this bread represents Jesus and his broken body. It represents our healing. So the question tonight is, do you need healing in your body? Do you need emotional freedom? Is your spirit crushed and you need Jesus's healing touch? If that's so, 
Let this prophetic word on the screen from Isaiah 53 prophesy to your spirit. Let it go deep inside of your heart. Maybe read this out loud with me. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our wickedness, our sin, our injustice, our wrongdoing. The punishment required for our well-being fell on him. By his stripes, his wounds, we are healed. We are healed. We are healed. This is a prophetic depiction of all that Jesus would accomplish. Peace, well-being, and healing. By his stripes, we are healed. I'm just going to declare this over you tonight, over all of us. If you need healing in your body, I just want you to receive this. Just receive it. There's testimony, centuries past, testimony that men and women who have taken communion, taken the Eucharist, they've taken it from the altar or wherever it was at, and they've applied it. They've actually rubbed it on their own physical bodies, and healing miracles took place. As they consumed the bread and the cup, the body and blood of Jesus, they received healing in their bodies. There is power in this remembrance. This isn't just some cute little thing to do just to ah, wink and remember, Jesus, thanks for what you did on the cross. Well, there's power in this. Jesus said, do this as often as you eat it and drink it in remembrance. His blood paid for it all. His stripes or what has healed us. So just close your eyes. If you need healing in your body, or even if you don't, I just want to speak this over us tonight. I just prophesy your body and your soul and your spirit will be well in the name of Jesus. You will walk in well-being. He died for you, and he died for me. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, come. Come now, Lord. Holy Spirit, would you come now? Thank you for your broken body. Right now, Lord Jesus, there's people in this room who need your healing touch. They need your presence. Lord Jesus, we declare healing into their bodies by the power of your name. We speak that over them right now, healing in the powerful name of Jesus. We declare that you will walk in total well-being. Thank you, Jesus, that you are no respecter of persons and that everyone can come to the table. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are here now with us. Thank you, Lord. So just read this with me, if you will. Holy Spirit, I offer up to you that which is weighing heavily on my heart today. And I take communion today as a prophetic act, declaring your freedom and supernatural intervention over my life. Here we go. 
I take your body. If you're, if you're needing healing in your body, I just want you to declare this over yourself today. I take your body, commanding everything in my body to line up with heaven in Jesus' name. Just repeat this with me. Jesus, I take your blood. Celebrating that no area of my life needs to be in darkness today. Breakthrough is at hand. I am a new creation. I am your greatly loved child. All right, amen. Thank you, Jesus. don't lose the atmosphere of worship, the heart of worship. You know, I believe that as we took communion tonight and made these declarations that the presence of the Lord is here and that he is at work in your body, in your mind, in your emotions, whatever part of your life that you are needing healing in, I believe that he's at work. As a, as a church, as a family, we wanna stand in agreement with our family here. We wanna stand in agreement with our brothers and sisters. So I'm just gonna ask you, um, not, we're not gonna pray for healing all over again. But what I would like to do is if you are one who needs healing in your body and you're believing God for healing tonight, I'm gonna to just ask you to stand where you're at and I'm gonna ask those around you to stand around you and lay hands on you. And we're just gonna, we're gonna bless what the Lord is doing in your body. So if you need healing in your body, if you need breakthrough in your body, just stand up now. Now the rest of us, oh, hang on, wait, don't stand up yet if you don't need healing. Okay, so I, I've got five powerful men of God in this room, and I'm going to ask those of you around them to lay hands on them, and I'm just going to pray blessing. So Oscar and, and kids, spread around. Don't all of you get on one person. Spread around. bodies. We bless the power of your spirit at work deep inside of them, over their bodies, over their minds, their emotions, in their heart, their soul, in their strength, in their families, in their circumstances. Lord, we declare that Jesus' blood has paid it all. 
and we just speak breakthrough in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the breakthrough of heaven that you have paid for. And we bless them now in Jesus' name. Guys, just speak over them right now. We just say life in Jesus' name. We declare life. Life and grace in Jesus' name. Life and grace in Jesus' name. We bless your bodies. We bless your minds. We bless your families. In the name of Jesus. If you want to give a word of encouragement, if you feel like God's giving you a prophetic word, just release that over them now. If you're praying for someone, but someone else that's standing needs a word that you feel God is giving you to, to prophesy, I want you just to go over and just speak that word of encouragement. Just release it. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
Ooh, let's read that one more time on the screen, the last part. Just say it with me. Breakthrough is at hand. I am a new creation. I am your greatly loved child. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Somebody's shaking and baking over here. Okay. We're not going to stop worshiping. I know you already figured it out. I joked once. So I can't do it again. No more music worship, but we're going to keep the attitude of worship because David's going to bring a, a word that I know he's he's wrestled to hit, have clarity. He's wrestled to, to keep focus and not miss a thing. But we know that God is so good. He's just going to he's going to just pour the grace oil, the grace grease all over David. And David's going to come bring a really good word that's going to encourage us. So. I, are both of you coming up, or is it just Davy? Da are you wavy, Davy? Are you riding on the waves of the Spirit right now? Do you need this platform thing here? This is so good, huh? Yeah. I'll just hold it. I'm right here. No, I'm, I'm just joking. <clears throat> All right, can you hear me, guys? Just fine? Move it up. Moving on up. <laughs> Moving on up with Jesus. Is that good right there? Can you hear me? That's All right. Cool. Man, that was some worship. That was a lot of singing, and my voice is it's getting used well. <laughs> so, a lot of water. Man, it is like so good. <laughs> Watch out for that stand. It's just so good to be with everyone here. Like, Holy Spirit brought us all together here and planted us here in this church. And it's such like a fertile ground to be in. And this is a place where he's growing us. He's growing us individually and he's growing us together as one body and it's so awesome to see. And it's so good. Like, sometimes when I think about the church, I think about, in Scripture, where it talks about the living stones. And when I think about those living stones, you know, each of you are a living stone. And Holy Spirit is, is building us together, starting on the cornerstone, and then the apostles and the prophets. 
but each of the living stones, when I view it in my mind, I think of, is it okay if I walk around? Is that going to be? Yeah, it should be fine. Okay. I need to walk around. <laughs> Get the, <laughs> But I see the living stones as like, a, as like kind of shimmery, rainbowy, kind of ephemeral things. Like you guys are, are beautiful living stones that God is building together into his temple. And then he builds us together so that he can dwell with us. And so we get to dwell with the Most High. The, the guy who created all of this and all of us, he, he dwells in us. And he wants that. He wants that from us. And um, I saw it tonight while we're worshiping, um, just like in my mind was like that pillar of fire, kind of like when he led the Israelites out of Egypt. There was that giant that pillar of fire that reached up to the sky and it was amazing. And it was that expression of himself that he's leading the Israelites in his power. And, and it's just something to behold. Like, he's just an amazing, huge God. Like, there's nothing that he cannot accomplish. And all we have to do is just, like, follow him around. Do what he says. Like, all right, do this, do that. I mean... doing what he says, following his commands. We have to be obedient to what, to what he's doing in our lives. And that's kind of what Holy Spirit has been putting in my heart, was um, was, and this is a scary word, the law. In the Old Testament, he gave the Israelites the law, and that was, that was one of the first steps he was, he was using to bring humanity back to himself. And I just, I started thinking about this. Um, I, I hope you guys are hungry tonight, because there's a lot I'm going to cover. It's going to be rapid fire. But I know you guys can get this. So, and if you need help, just say, Holy Spirit, Help me to receive your word tonight. I want a double portion. Because I think Holy Spirit wants to give you a double portion of wisdom tonight. And when I was preparing this word, I got a picture also like a battering ram. Like this is just going to boom, boom, boom. He, he, he is the breaker. He is the master of breakthrough. Jesus is the master of breakthrough. He can break you out of bondage. He can break people out of prison. You know, when they're in slavery in their lives, in slavery to sin, when we call out to him, he can break that off. He can pull you out of anything. We just need to call on his name. Lord, save me. Help me. And then we begin to walk, walk out our lives, and, and we begin to learn obedience to him. But it's not the same as it was back in the Old Testament. But I, I find this rather intriguing because... And this is kind of where things will start, is that one of the first things that, or one of the things that Jesus says is that um, I came to fulfill the law and the prophets, and none of, none of them will pass away. 
the law and the prophets don't pass away. Everything that was spoken through those, that time. And Jesus came to fulfill that. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But it's really good. Can I get an amen? amen. <laughs> I mean, sorry, I'm resetting my notes here. I got to go back all the way back up to the top. Let's go back to the top. Thank you. I need that. I know. I know. I know you guys are excited. Okay. I'm, I'm excited too. So, so here, like, Holy Spirit took me on a trip, and I was just, let's go on this trail. And it just was one after another. So this is where we start. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not, one, not an iota, not a dot, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. And that's from Matthew 17. So Jesus came to fulfill that. He said the law, the law and the prophets were until John, and since then the good news of the kingdom of God is preached. But it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one dot of the law to become void. And that's from Luke 16. I think a lot of times when we, when we look at the Bible, we, we think in divisions. We have New Testament and we have Old Testament. And there's this like dividing line. Jesus came, he saved us all. And we kind of, and at least I do sometimes, I set aside, well, there's Old Testament it's back there. But a lot of times Jesus, when he's quoting scripture, he's quoting Old Testament. And a lot of what's going on in the, in the Old Testament is describing Jesus to us. I, gotta, I, I marked all my notes with flames, so I just got to follow the fire. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Little flame, flame emojis. So in John, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's in the first chapter of John. It's describing Jesus. Jesus is the Word. And later in John, John 13, it says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So, when Jesus comes, like, there's the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they know the, the word really well. And I think I, I'm losing my train of thought, but hold on, hold on. Follow the flame. Jesus, in front of the, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, he basically sums up all the law and the prophet, and it's to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And then secondly, he says, to love your brother as yourself. So, Jesus fulfills the law, and then he sums it up for us really neatly in, in two laws. Because in the Old Testament, I think there's like 613 laws. There's a lot to keep track of. 
For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So even though there was the law, everyone fell short of that. I did. You did. I'm not going to say any names. <laughs> I wasn't looking at any, anybody in particular. I just stare up the ceiling. But we all fell short. Gee, God had to set up um, the priesthood, that uh, Aaron's priesthood, to go to the temple to offer sacrifices pretty much daily. And then there's annual ones, and there's all kinds of offerings and sin offerings. It had to be done daily. And it's pretty difficult to try and live by the law and, and follow all of those rules and, and try to count ourselves as, as righteous. And all of that was to, to pay for our sins, to atone for our sins. But thankfully, we have Jesus. And because of Jesus, um, something that Paul says in Romans is, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? And later it says, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness and life. There's something in there about what happens when, when you die. Like, um, if you're married to a person and, like, your spouse passes away, you're, you're no longer held to that law of being married to that person. Same is true with our sins, or it, our sinful nature. When we, when we die with Christ and are resurrected again, that's, that, that, um, that sinful nature that we have, we've, we've died to it, and we're raised up new with Christ again. So this is why it's really important to, to remember that we're a new creation. That's part of our identity. And it sounds funny, how do I be a new creation? It's been you know, explained by a lot of people, but we're not, we're not living in our flesh anymore when we decided to, to die with Christ in our flesh and be raised again. It's where we start shifting from, I know I was dead because and I can prove it because the law is sitting out there telling me all, all of my sinful nature. Like we had sinful nature since Adam, right? Because he, Adam and Eve, they messed up in the garden a little bit. And, but the law wasn't there. The, the law wasn't there to describe it, but there was still death because there was still sin in the world. So when the law came, it was there to say, hey, actually, this is the sinful nature, and this is all the ways that, that you are sinful. And then, of course, all the things to atone for that. But then Jesus comes as the perfect sacrifice. He's the perfect sacrifice. Remember, with the law, they had to, do, they had to give sacrifices to atone for the sin, but Jesus came to atone for that sin as the perfect sacrifice. He fulfilled the law and the prophets. And it's important to keep note of the prophets because the prophets, when you start going through Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, there are moments in there 
They're hundreds of years ahead of their time, hundreds of years, where they know by, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Spirit is speaking through them and saying, I am going to raise up a branch of David. I'm getting ahead of myself <laughs> again. It's okay. So we're baptized with Jesus, and we're, we're, we're raised in newness and life. That's why we're a new creation. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. And that the law is binding on a person only as long as he lives. That's in Romans 7. And later in Romans 7, it says, But now we are released from the law, having died to that which held us captive, so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit and not in the old way of the written code. That is awesome! We don't have to do... It is awesome. Can I get an amen? (laughs) I mean, think about it. They had to do daily sacrifices. That's a lot of sheep. That's a lot of cows. It's a lot of pigeons. It's a lot of turtle doves. That's a, that's a whole tribe of people that had to be set aside just for that job so that they could make a sacrifice on behalf of the people. They couldn't even do anything else. That was their career. And it's funny when you imagine it um, as, as being a job, like you kind of think, like, who would want that job? I don't know if I'd want that job. But actually, it was, it was given to those people that had a heart for the people. In those times, the priests were, were, were the ones that were designated to give those sacrifices on behalf of themselves and then on behalf of the Israelites so that they could be atoned for. And there's, and there's compassion and mercy for that. Because God really desires mercy over judgment. I think a lot of times, and this, I had this myself, reading the Old Testament, I always, I always had this idea in my head that God was this all-powerful, uh, just in his ways, uh, kind of on an angry setting. <laughs> kind of like, hey, do what I say, or I'm going to strike you down with something, like brimstone. <laughs> or, you know, I might cause a flood or something. Um, Keep in mind that some of the responses that God has is a result of, of people breaking covenant. God made a covenant with his people, Israelites. The Israelites, eventually, they start following other gods, and they don't keep God's ways anymore, and they fall away. And then there's consequences for that. I don't think that made God happy. I think that, or mad. I don't think it, well, he's probably angry and upset. I mean, imagine if somebody cheated on you or did something that you didn't like, was disappointed, you'd be mad, but you'd also be sad because maybe, maybe you lost a friendship. So I think there's a sense of loss in that. And there is scripture that points to that, and I'll get to that here in a moment. But because of Jesus, we're released from the law, and having died to that which held us captive, we serve in the new way of the Spirit. So remember, our identity is in Christ. We are a new creation. And so the important thing is to latch on to is that we want to walk in the Spirit, by the Spirit. 
Did I even pray before we started? I don't know. I don't I don't know if you guys fully realize this, but in case, in case anybody was unsure, Holy Spirit is in the room right now. And Holy Spirit wants to share words of life with you. He wants to revive you. He wants to revive me. He wants to bring life. And we're here to minister to him. We're here to minister to him and we can ask him, Lord, just, I want it all. I need it all. I need as much as I can get. In 2 Corinthians, it says, but we have the, the, this treasure in jars of clays to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not us. So, after we've been saved, we're still, we're, still, uh, we're still fallible people. We're not perfect vessels. After we get saved, we don't start glorifying ourselves. God begins to do a work in us, and all the glory goes to him. It's to show the surpassing power belongs to God, not us. There is a surpassing power in me. There's a surpassing power in you, the Holy Spirit. And it's really not so much, we don't really need to strive like, oh God, uh, I really messed up there. I really, like he wants us to be holy. He wants us to be holy so that he can dwell even close in closer relationship with us. But if we begin to rely on him and trust on him for his wisdom and for, for the work that he's doing on him, it's his work that he does, and it becomes a testimony. He's the breaker. He, he breaks through. When we call on him, when we rely on him, he breaks us out of bondage. He breaks us out of captivity, and he sets us free. And he, not, not only that, he heals our bodies. He restores us. He heals our minds. He heals our bodies, he heals our emotions. And it's to show the power, the surpassing power. And it becomes our testimony. Remember, we, we've been talking about this too. And they will. <laughs> they will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and, their, and the word of their testimony. And so as God is doing a work in you to restore you, as he's restoring me, it becomes more of a testimony. And that becomes an inspiration for people who don't know Jesus yet. Because we can say, oh yeah, I was, I was not in a good way over here. Similar, maybe not the same as you, but I was not in a good way. But then someone spoke some truth to me, and I realized that I was believing a lie. But then, but then Jesus, Holy Spirit, sent someone, spoke a word of truth, and now his surpassing power begins to work anew, anew in me, and I'm a new creation. And this is really the heart of this message. It's not the end of the message. It's in the middle of the message. So stick with me. It's a teaser. But it's really the heart of it. 
As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Guess which part of the Bible that's in? That's in the New Testament. That's in 1 Peter. Does anybody... (laughs) Does anybody wonder, is, like, is that even possible? Can I be holy? That's the real question I'm asking myself. Can I be holy? It makes me a little bit nervous because I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. But remember, it's his surpassing power that's doing it in you. It's not to your credit, it's to his credit. And then you get the testimony to give him more credit so that someone else can be healed to give him some credit. (laughs) Jesus gets a lot of credit, and so he should, because he did a lot for us. Thank you. But it makes me nervous. Like, can we be holy? He's calling us to be holy. And if he's calling us to be holy, we can be. We can be. We can be. It may be a little bit slow at first, but you just keep pressing in to what Holy Spirit is asking you to do. Remember, we're dead to the flesh. We, we died in the law. the law. The law prosecuted us, and we died. But then Jesus came as the perfect sacrifice, and now we're alive again! We're alive again! Can I get an amen? <laughs> we're alive again. We're a new creation. He is calling us to be holy. And so it's, 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 it's important for us to begin to listen to what Holy Spirit is, is doing in our lives. Listen to, listen to his commandments. Now his commandments are a little bit different. He may tell you to do something. He may speak to you in different ways. But it's important to hear what God is saying, see what he's saying, and follow through. And it really kind of makes things easier if you think about it. When you have a, a boss or a teacher telling you, hey, you just got to do this, you don't have to worry about all the logistics. You're just like, really? Color this page? Sweet. I just got to stay in the lines or whatever. Maybe you don't color in the lines. That's fine. You're coloring. He just asked you to color. That's it. You're not really worried. You're not concerned. You're in his peace. You're in his shalom. You're resting. You can be actively working on something that that Holy Spirit has tasked you to do and still be in a a place of rest. It doesn't matter how complicated it is because, or or how much resources it takes. Why? Because he is the provider. He provides all of our resources. We can rely on him for resources. He also has all the wisdom. So if I don't have all the answers, uh, Holy Spirit, I don't know how to fix this problem. Or I don't know what problems I'm going to face today. Would you please give me the wisdom to handle this issue? I had to do that even today, and I would encourage everyone to do that as frequently as needed. (laughs) Just make it a regular thing for yourself. I don't know how to deal with that, or I don't know what I'm about to get myself into, but Holy Spirit, would you please give me wisdom to handle this situation? Holy Spirit, would you please give give me the resources? You are my provider. 
and you begin to lean on him. You begin to trust on him a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Does it look like I'm about to take a nap? I'm leaning. <laughs> I feel like I'm a tree. Just lean over a little bit. So then, in, later it says, and this is love, that we walk according to his commandments. What part of the Bible is that in? New Testament. It's important that we listen to his commandments. What is he telling us to do? What are the dreams that he's given us? He's probably given us those dreams for a reason. They're not just random dreams. Those dreams are in you for a purpose. Those things that you look, oh yeah, I want to climb that mountain someday. He might have you climb that mountain for a purpose. I want to do this career, this ministry, this job, or I want to help these people. He's probably put that in you for a reason. And if you ask him about it, he will tell you about it. He'll speak to you about it. I guarantee you. It's one of the few things in life we can guarantee is that our Father God is a good Father, and when we ask for things, he gives good gifts. So that we walk according to his commandments. That was from 2 John, the first chapter of 2 John. Stepping into Hebrews, it says, the former priests were many in number because they were prevent." They were prevented by death from continuing in office, but he holds his priestly permanently, priesthood permanently because he continues forever. So again, it's describing all those priests back in ancient days, but they couldn't do it because they themselves were dying. They themselves were, were under the law, and they were going to die. But we have, we have the perfect priest, so Jesus was raised from the dead, and he's alive. I love to hit on this note. Jesus is alive, just as real as I am standing here right now. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. He proved it to his, his apostles and his disciples. So he's alive. And he continues forever. Awesome. And he intercedes for us, since he always lives to make intercession for him. Jesus is actually making intercession for you right now. And for me. And for anyone listening right now, he's making intercession for you. He loves you that much. He didn't just die for you, but he, in his power, he rose again. And he's still, he's still praying for it. It wasn't just a one and done 2,000 years ago. He's still actively pursuing you and actively interested in, in in what you're doing. Hey, what you doing today? It is pretty cool. I think sometimes we might, I might, we might take it for granted like that Jesus could be that interested in us. But he really is. He loves us that much. He didn't, he didn't just say, I did it 2,000 years ago and I'm on break. Kick my feet up. Stomp on my enemies a little bit. No, no. He still wants to know you. He would like you to get to know him a little bit better. And I'm saying that also for myself. Oh, my notes just went weird. Hold on. Hold on, guys. 
So going into Galatians, it says, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. We're a new creation, but it's, it's because Christ is living in us. That's weird, right? That is a little bit weird. Tonight, that communion was so beautiful. We really took the body of Christ. We discerned in our spirits that was the body of Christ, and it was for our healing. And we ate it. Jesus said, he broke the bread, he gave thanks. He said to, this, he said to that bread, this is my body. It's for your healing. And then we have the wine. He, we, have, we have new life in us. All right. Amen. So we talked about he wants us to be holy, right? How on earth are we going to do that? In Hebrews it says, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. Jesus is going to write his laws and hearts on your minds and on your hearts if you really, if you really want him to. He'll do that. And that includes, I, I don't know about the, it just says, I'm going to write my laws on their hearts and their minds. And we know that Jesus kind of solidified that down into love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. And just keep going, keep listening to what he's telling you to do. Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Remember earlier I said, grab on to the Holy Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. Your sinful nature is always constantly trying to, no, I want this. No, I want that. I want to do this. I'm going to do that. I am the best. I'm not going to do that. But if we start to train our minds, no, you know what? I'm going to determine. I am going to live and walk by the Spirit. I'm going to determine it from the beginning of the day all the way to the end. Even before I start going to sleep, I am going to walk and live in the Spirit. And, and by doing that, it's, it's all, I don't know how to explain that for myself, but it's like I step into, like, here's the Holy Spirit, and I just, like, step into the Holy Spirit. You guys see the Holy Spirit all around me, in me? And it's like a safeguard. It's like that extra armor that you needed. And you're listening to him, you're stepping into him, you're walking by the Spirit. This is so trippy because we're all one in the Spirit. There's no... Jesus is in the Father, the Father is in Jesus, the Holy Spirit's in you. I don't know. There's... Think about it. So if you're led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Why is that? It's because we're living by the Spirit. We're living by the new commandments that he's given us. Be holy as I am holy. I've called you to be holy. And you can do that. We can do that. We just have to walk by the Spirit. And as we're walking by the Spirit, he's writing his laws on our hearts and our minds. And we become more like him. We become... and. and I was thinking about this too. I was like, oh, I don't, 
I don't know, I don't want extra rules written on me and I gotta follow all these things. But then um, my perspective started to change and I think that was Holy Spirit too. Is that um, those laws are more like, hey, this is how you love people. This is how you show compassion toward people. This is how you care about people. This is how you build people up. This is how you encourage people. This is how you forgive people. This is how you do have grace for people. Remember, guys, we're all doing it together. We're those living stones. We're those living stones. Oh, guys. I lost my train of thought again. It's fine. We're one in the body of Christ. We're in the living stones. And he's teaching us to be more loving to our family, our friends, our other, our, everyone else in the church body. Because granted, we're all people, right? Just because we come together as a church doesn't make, mean we're all perfect. We're all fallible vessels. The only difference between us and the world is that we're here trying to submit ourselves to God and his lordship and saying, uh, I definitely can't do this, Holy Spirit. I need your help. I need you to change me because I wasn't doing so hot back there until you saved me, but now I need help for you to change me. And he's going to do that. He'll, he'll bring you through it. And he's never leaving you alone. He's, you're never going through it alone. He's always with you every step of the way. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. That's Galatians 5. Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. Be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Oh my God. <laughs> Are you guys seeing this? Are you guys? I know I'm giving you a lot of uh, dots right now, but I hope you're connecting them. I think I want to read this one again. Put off. <laughs> Thank you. Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self, the new self which is created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Ta-da! We can't be holy. We can't be. It's attainable. He's called us to it. And he's given us something that we can put on. We put on the new self. What's the new self? It's created after the likeness of God and true righteousness and holiness. Hey, we got a new product on the market over here. Try this out. It's Holy Spirit. Just step on in, and he'll help you through it. Here's the part where, where, where I see some of God's sadness back in the ancient times, right? Well, I used to see him as an angry God, but this kind of shows me something else. It says, woe is me because of my hurt. My wound is grievous. But I said, truly, this is an affliction. I must bear it. My tent is destroyed and all my cords are broken. 
My children have gone from me, and they are not, and there is no one to spread my tent again and to set up my curtains. And that's, that's in Jeremiah 10. And I feel like that's kind of a lament from God where Israel had fallen away. And guys, that tent, that tabernacle of, of, from Moses, it was, a, it was an amazing uh, structure, and it was supposed to mirror the, the tent of heaven, right? But that was one of the starting points to, to get back to having, um, having communion, to be together with you, to be together with us, which is pretty cool because Holy Spirit's in the room right now together with us. He's in each of us. Well, that's weird. But he was sad. He was sad that his, his people left him. And that's why he sent Jesus. He already knew way back then. I've got, I've got the perfect priest. I'm sending him. Why did it take him so long? You ever wonder that? It took him hundreds of years. Jesus created the earth in like six days and the rest on the seventh and then like the fall of man and then it was like hundreds and hundreds of years. But there's probably a purpose in that. Maybe to show us just like how holy he is and how much he loves us. He's a patient God. He's the same today as he was then. We're serving the same exact God now that is back then, before Jesus. I'm, we're time travelers, guys. It's pretty cool. All right. For this is the covenant that I will make with the, the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. That's from Jeremiah 31. And I will give you a new heart, and a new spirit I will put within you, I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. You shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. You shall be my people and I will be your God and I will deliver you from all your uncleanliness and I will summon the grain and make it abundant and lay no famine upon you. Who is doing all of that? Woo! He's doing all of that. He's putting his spirit in us. As we're walking with him, he's causing us, oh, actually, I can make a right decision here. Oh, yeah, I can make a right decision here. Oh, I'm getting better at being holy. Oh, yeah, I'm being better at being holy. Oh, yeah, I'm being better at being righteous. Jesus is our righteousness. That's like, we're covered by his blood, and so we're, we're, we're covered in his righteousness. That's what gives us the ability to have access back to the Father, which so then we can go to him and say, all right, I need the wisdom to make the right decision here. I need the resources to make the right decision here. We don't have to act out in, in a, from a place of um, loss or abandonment or we're not enough. Like, I don't have enough. We do have enough. You do have enough. Say, I have enough. I have enough. I have more than enough. I have more than enough. We do, we do. We're a new creation and we have more than, more than enough and we can rely on him. He, he's going he's gonna to put his spirit in us. He's going to write his laws on his heart, which is teaching us to love each other. And, and with that, as we become more obedient, 
he, there, there's, a, there's a consequence of that. He says, I will summon the grain and make it abundant. He has provision for us. He's going to summon it as we're walking with us. You don't have to worry about that provision. He's already got it for you. Do you guys see lack in the world right now? Like maybe a lot of lack? All of a sudden, like money's like just evaporating out of the economy somehow? How does that happen? Let's not go into that. <laughs> but we don't gotta, we really do not have to worry. You have provision. Say, I have provision. I have provision. Jesus has my provision. Thank you, Jesus. He's so good to us, and I, I, we, we, we really, I don't think we really fully know it. I don't think we know who we're dealing with. I think we know just the tip of the iceberg with Jesus. We don't really fully know, but he's given us revelation to know. And when we get that revelation, we're going to be like, aha, I don't have to rely on myself. I can rely on him. I don't have to rely on this other stuff. I can rely on him. And he took all my sins and he made me righteous, and now I'm being holy, and I'm, walk, I'm walking in full healing. You're being healed right now. Say, I'm being healed right now. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're being healed right now. <laughs> it's so weird. I, I feel weird saying, tell people to say things out loud, but remember, our words have power, right? The power of life and death is in the tongue, so it's important for us to say it out loud. Say it. And, and tell yourself, it's, yeah, say it now, Judah, come on. <laughs> uh, but it's important like, we, to remind ourselves because the enemy is constantly, constantly trying to get us to forget the truth, trying to get us to forget. Maybe that's why we're so forgetful. Maybe that's why. This happens to me a lot, and maybe I wish it didn't, but sometimes lies creep in, and I begin to believe a lie and then it, it begins to change my attitude. It begins to change my heart. I start acting out of anger and pain and sadness. I start to feel the heaviness and life just becomes really not so fun. And then Holy Spirit or has to some, send somebody or thank you, my wife, that speaks a lot through Kara, <laughs> reveals some truth to me and I'm like, oh yeah, why did I believe that lie? It's making me miserable. I don't want to be miserable anymore. It's cold. It's, up. it's all good. It's all good. So, Jesus says, abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. It's the same commandments, guys. The same ones to love your neighbor. And here's the end. And you guys are just right on time. That is, that is awesome. You're just in time. This is the very last thing I want to say. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. So tonight, as you're going out into the world, let your joy be full. He's told you those things so your joy may be full. So let's thank him tonight. Lord, we thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for this, this feast of your word. And I ask, Lord, that you would, you would let it settle into our hearts and our minds. 
Teach us to walk as a new creation in you. Teach us to walk a a holy way of life that you have called us to be. Teach us to rely on you. We can fully rely on you to teach us everything we need to know how to be holy. Because we've all come from broken places, broken backgrounds, places that um, we just couldn't, couldn't get out of. But Lord, you have the power. It's all your surpassing power. And we just thank you, Lord. We ask that you, you would teach us even in our dreams in the night and through our experiences with each other and just ask that you would continue to build us up as living stones, a holy and pleasing sacrifice to you that your all-consuming fire would be all around us all the time and that your love would flow through us, that it would reach the lost that they would overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. We thank you, Jesus. So, that was pretty awesome, I think. Yeah. Is that pretty? That was pretty good. That was pretty, there was a lot in there. There was a lot, of, it was kind of like a hiking trail. I know it, was, it took a little while to get done, but you can kind of look at stuff. But tonight, um, now that we're pretty much over, I don't know, Scott, if you have anything else you want to put up, but I do want to pray for wisdom afterward. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to, I just want to, you know, just honor David for preaching tonight. You know, he, he did drill all weekend. <clears throat> he knows what it's like to be a working pastor where you work all week long and then you just have to rely on the Holy Spirit to give you what he wants and then come in after working all day and, and deliver the word. And he did a good job. So we just, we, we're grateful, man. We thank you for, for stepping up and giving me a break. And Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, so he's going to pray. Yeah. So you're going to pray a blessing. What, 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 what? So... <laughs> If anybody wants prayer tonight, I'm going to pray for you for a release of a wisdom, a double portion of wisdom, because, um, I don't know, maybe I think Holy Spirit's speaking through my teeth. My teeth were hurting. I went to the dentist. They fixed them. Then they were hurting some more. My wisdom tooth. But it was like both of them. And I, and I started thinking, oh, maybe this is a word of knowledge. Maybe Holy Spirit wants to release wisdom to us, myself included, and you guys. So if you want a double portion of wisdom, I'm going to pray that Holy Spirit releases his heavenly wisdom into you, into your life, in your mind. So if you want, you can come up for prayer. I'll be here until, until you guys are good. Yeah, maybe not all night. No. Yeah, come up. Or we could just do it all. No, come up. I'll pray for you. Yeah, so, so if you want prayer for that, or if you need any kind of prayer tonight, we'll just open up the front here. And uh, if you got to go, we will officially dismiss and bless you on the way out the door, just as some have already had to go. And um, yeah, we're not in a hurry tonight. So come on up if you want prayer. I'll put a little bit of livelier music on and we'll go from there. Sweet. Somebody wants wisdom over here.